to this week's edition of Style and Empowerment Chat with Laura and Friends. Hope you all have been having a great week so far. Uh, so I had an awesome time uh, uh, last week uh, covering major uh, at the City Winery in Philadelphia. I always have great acts there. And, uh, shout out to the team. They always uh, hook me up with uh, credentials. And of course, our listeners may remember Major was on our show last July. You can catch that on our iHeart page and tune in Alexa, uh, Amazon Music, all the other 
places we had carry our show if you missed that show last year uh so uh, major just always has so much great motivational music uh he did a lot of spoken word uh through the show and uh performed uh, many of my favorites uh honest better with you in it uh, and of course his big hit uh, platinum single this is why i love you uh, so if you can catch the hope experience uh, tour in your city uh, make sure you uh, go see major he's definitely an artist uh, worth uh, enjoying and uh, always a resource for uh, uplifting music uh, so now, of course, uh, the MTV Music Awards uh, were over the weekend. And uh, for the Swifty fans, uh, Taylor Swift alluded uh, when she won uh, the MTV Music Award for Video of the Year that she was releasing a new album. Of course, she just dropped on her social media that uh, her new album, Midnight, is coming out October 21st. So it's... Um, like many of her albums it's a whole concept album so it's going to be 13 songs uh reflecting 13 nights of uh, uh sleepless nights and dreams and whatnot so uh i'm uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what the visuals and whatnot uh, are gonna be for that uh of course uh, talking about another uh artist who is just known for her visuals and, and really uh, creative performance art uh, Nicki Minaj received the MTV uh, Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award uh, as well. Uh, so, of course, Nicki has had so many hits like Super Bass, Starships, Anaconda, Say So with Dua Lipa. Uh, she has sold over 100 million records worldwide. And you may not know uh, that Nicki Minaj, along with winning many American Music Awards, uh, Grammys, MTV Video Awards, Soul Train Awards, she is also uh, the first female artist to have a hundred charting songs. I, I was just blown away when I, I read that chart uh, uh, stat. I didn't even know she had released a hundred. I mean, I of course know she's released so many hits, but I didn't know that she had released a hundred songs on the Billboard charts. And she has had 22 top 10 singles in the U.S. I mean, that's quite an amazing accomplishment. Uh, and uh, she's an artist that is able to move in many genres. And Nicki Minaj really is, like Madonna, um, the queen of reinvention and is uh, very iconic and unique in how she always incorporates different characters uh, visually and vocally in, in her songs and different voices and, and tones uh, and very much an actress within her music uh, and it's inspired a lot of other artists uh, to have that same kind of diverse creativity so uh, of course uh, Nikki performed a montage of all of her big hits 
Now another record breaker, DJ Khaled. Uh, he just landed his fourth number one album uh, on the Billboard uh, Top 100. Uh, I'm sorry, the Billboard Top 200 with his fourth studio album, um, God Did, uh, which features collaborations with J Drake, Jay Z, Eminem. Uh, future and others uh, so you know uh, DJ Khaled of course is always uh, another artist that you can count on for you know infectious beats uh, mixed with motivational and uplifting uh, content in his songs uh, so uh, it's just really exciting uh, seeing all these talented artists uh, breaking all these records uh, and then uh, of course uh, over the weekend uh, speaking of the weekend uh, the weekend had to cancel a concert uh, uh, this weekend uh, when he was performing and he lost his voice uh, and so he actually stopped, had to stop the show and uh, was seen by medical doctors over the weekend and uh, he's saying that he should recover. The thing is uh, like these artists really do um, have to take care of themselves uh, their body is, is is their work, is their is their source of income, and singers, especially when you're on tour, uh, it does put a lot of strain on the vocal cords and the nodules, and unless you get the right kind of vocal rest and and diet and whatnot, uh, you can develop different health problems that will you know handicap you from from doing your craft. And on that note, um, Justin Bieber just announced Tuesday that he needs to take um, another rest break from his tour to take care of his health. Of course, he uh, had announced in July that he was diagnosed with Ramsey uh, Hunt Syndrome, which is a um, jump off of shingles um, and can uh, do, uh, uh, have different neurological symptoms in, in the body. Um, and, and the main thing with that, and like Bell's palsy, you which can give you paralysis in your face, is rest and, and de-stressing is a big part of recovery. And you know, a lot of times, because uh, the artist is a fiscal commodity, handlers and labels and stuff, you know, will sometimes disregard the artist's health so that way they can keep performing and generating money but well, we have to take care of our health first that's the most important thing so uh justin is announcing that he's still dealing with symptoms and it just needs to rest and, and take a, uh take a break and you know who knows like this experience might um inspire another album or project but you know it's it's important that we 
compressed first and we don't overextend ourselves. You know, I, I know sometimes we want to be everything and do everything all at the same time, but yeah, my father would always say you have to listen to your body uh, uh, first above anything else because if you're not of service to yourself and taking care of yourself, you can't be of service effectively to others. So on that note, we're going to take a, a musical break, uh, uh, drop you some throwback Nicki Minaj and a little weekend, and when we come back, uh, we'll be back with more entertainment uh, and news uh, right after this. I don't really care if your tears fall down your face You know you play the victim every time I know you get in turns every time All good Your girls ain't shit trying to get me off your mind The same ones who be hitting on my line They're not your friends I need you to know that We ain't ever gonna go back This time it got so bad it's best for me, it's best for you I need you to know that Try to love you but I force that All signs we ignore that And it's not the same Cause it's over now Oh yeah Don't get too confused when it's over now Oh yeah No coming back around Forget you, I don't regret those memories And I swear I'm 
one is for the boys with the booming system. Top town AC with the cooling system. When he come up in the club, he be blazing up. Got stacks on deck like he's saving up. And he ill, he real, he might got a deal. He pop bottles and he got the right kind of bill. He cold, he dope, he might sell coke. He always in the air, but he never fly couch. He a motherfucking drip, drip, seller or the strip, strip. When he make a drip, drip, kiss him on a lip, lip. That's the kind of dude I was looking for. And yes, you'll get slapped if you're looking ho. I said, excuse me, you're a hell of a guy. I mean, my, 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 you're like pelican fly. I mean, you're so shy and I'm loving your tie. You're like slicker than the guy with the thing on his eye. Oh. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Somebody please tell him who the F I is. I am Nicki Minaj. I match them dudes up. Back coops up and chuck the dudes up. Entrepreneur niggas in the Mogos. He can ball with the cool, he can sound loud. But I think I like him better when he dole loud. And I think I like him better with the fitted cap on. He ain't even gotta try to put the Mac on. He just gotta give me that look. When he give me that look, then the pennies coming off. Oh, uh, excuse me, you're a hell of a guy. You know I really got a thing for American guys. I mean, sigh, sickening eyes. I can tell that you're in touch with your feminine side. Uh, yes, I did, yes, I did. Somebody please tell him who the F I is. I am Nicki Minaj, I mack them dudes up. Back coops up and chuck oh, the dudes up.
a do-rag, keep the wave on swim Wave, wave, waves on swim, so they hate on him Anyway, I think I met him sometime before In a different life or where I record I mean, he was Adam, I think I was Eve But my vision ends with the apple on the tree That's on my chest, cause I ain't ready to save him Ready to get buck on anybody that plays him And I think I love him, I love him just like I raised him When he call me mama, little mama, I call him baby Shawty, I'ma only tell you this once you the Classic Nicki Minaj. So I'm so excited. So much great stuff happening for the brand. So, of course, New York Fashion Week is coming up this week. So I'll be in New York for five days covering a lot of the shows. Um, really excited. I'm going to be out uh, covering Edward D'Angelo's show in Harlem. And then uh, I have a great show I'm covering on Monday uh, of uh, Hope Couture and Religion uh, uh, that's uh, out in Jersey City. And then 
Um, I have a, a bunch of different shows I'm covering in Manhattan this week and after parties and it's just so much fun and I'm excited to just uh, get back together with everybody uh, and see my friends and models and makeup artists that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, Burning Guitars, we're going to uh, be covering them in the Fashion Life Tour uh, in Manhattan on Saturday. Uh, just so excited uh, just to see, see everybody celebrate life and let's see some great fashion and inspiration. Uh, so now uh, this, uh, some other entertainment news. So, all right, well. Uh, Top Gun is the Maverick is now uh, the highest grossing movie of all time. Um, so another huge hit for Tom Cruise. It's interesting uh, to see if he's gonna continue to do the whole action hero thing. Um, you know, especially if you're gonna do your own stunts. Uh, you can only do that so long before it's wear and tear on the body. And he hasn't really done a drama in in, in a minute. I'm, I'm kind of missing uh, the Tom Cruise dramas, uh, maybe a little romantic com a comedy. But I'm sure since uh, the Maverick did so well that there's probably going to be many sequels. Uh, so now Lindsay Lohan. Uh, it's a name we haven't heard in a minute. So, of course, uh, she uh, was a huge star, a child star uh, in the early 2000s and uh, starred in Mean Girls and The Parent Trap and many other um, uh, uh, romantic comedies. And so, of course, she did have her... Um, a journey with addiction and, and mental health uh, issues, but I'm, I'm really excited to see she's uh, had been studying to be a fashion designer for a while and doing other entrepreneurial endeavors, and uh, she has uh, come, come back, and uh, she is doing um, uh, films again, and so she is starring a uh, set to star in a new Netflix romantic, romantic comedy called Irish War. And then also Emma Roberts, uh, who will be starring and executive producing a new uh, show. It's uh, called NASA. It's a romantic comedy. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a NASA-inspired romantic comedy. It's called Space Cadet. And that's going to air on Prime Video. So uh, the show uh, follows a Florida party girl who accidentally ends up training with candidates for NASA space program. Um, and I, I want to shout out my girlfriend as a uh, fashion model, uh, clinical therapist, and now official um that's a scientist, Ivy Dominique. Just, uh, it's awesome when you have so many inspiring and accomplished women around you. It just motivates and uplifts you uh, to keep pushing in your own lane uh, to do uh, big things. So, and I'm just so happy right now 
um, like everybody, it's been an up and down the past two years, but I'm just so excited uh, for the momentum and growth of the brand. And literally with Fashion Week, I have so many shows on my dance card that I had to turn away opportunities, which is an amazing place to be in. And it's just uh, so happy that we're in so many countries. And I, I appreciate all of you who tune in every week and all the letters and, you know, to still be able to do what you love years later and have this international family uh, is a beautiful thing. Uh, so now uh, talking about other empowering women. So Jane Fonda, who just turned 84 this year and is scheduled to speak at the Philadelphia's Women's uh, Conference in October, she just announced that she has uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and that she started a chemo treatments and uh, that it is a, a, a form of cancer that does have a, a pretty good recovery rate. You know, it's important women that we're getting our mammograms and you know, singers were checking our glands, and men were doing our, our prostate exams and our our breast exams as well, and you know, self examination. And if you see things that don't look like usual in your body, you're paying attention to that, and and seeing a doctor, um, and not letting things go unattended. Uh, so something that small, you know, if you don't look at it and take care of it, can bloom in into something bigger, um, which of course uh, isn't uh, what we want. Uh, so uh, wishing her speedy recovery and care. Um, so uh, then in in other. Um, entertainment news. Uh, of course, Chris Rock and uh, and Will Smith are having their back and forth, uh, you know, in, in the press, and it's just I uh, and he's Chris is now criticizing Will, and it's all this back and forth, and I feel after a certain point that there's a time where a person is more healthy and back and forth on social media but at the same point you know you have to write to set boundaries and say when you're comfortable to talk to someone and you're not but my experience has been if you're not comfortable to talk to someone yet or at all about issues that have been transpiring in your relationships that is making you pull back that it's best to just leave it in private and not not put it in public and even if the other person says something in public if you're not at the place where you can you know constructively respond I, I think it's best just to leave it you know leave it there um so now um last last week um uh, what's his name? Ari Spears, who I actually have never heard of until uh, his, his name was trending on social media. Um, well, first, uh, last week, he came under fire 
because this comedian was uh, being interviewed from a show. Um, uh, the interviewer asked Ari what he thought of Lizzo's music. So instead of responding to what was on the table, Ari proceeds to take uh, Lizzo's inventory visually and body shame her and basically call her ugly. Um, when if you're gonna in that direction, you know, he was overweight himself. So it's like if you're gonna, and then he's assuming she's unhealthy and anybody who follows uh, Lizzo, she actually has an athletic um, line out right now. Um, she's very much into fitness. She runs, she does aerobics. Of course, she's an entertainer who dances a lot in her performances. You have to have cardio and strength in order to dance and sing and, you know, do cartwheels on the stage, um, you know, and, and be in shape. So a lot of people were coming after him on social media uh, for his negativity and, and just being, being critical and shallow. Well, now um, a comedian, a Tiffany Haddish, and Ari Spears have come under fire with some pretty serious accusations. Um, they've been accused of exploiting and sexually abusing two minors. Uh, this event, uh, event apparently happened 13, uh, in 2013. So they're accused of abusing two minors um, in a September report that was based on some documents from a new civil lawsuit, an interview with the plaintiffs who are anonymous right now that says that Haddish encouraged her friend's children uh, to uh, um, participate in an explicit comedy sketch, one of which um, wound up on this website, uh, Funny or Die, which isn't, isn't up anymore, but that was like a branch of MTV years ago when they were doing um, like a lot of sketch shows like Jackass and Wiling Out um, and like different game shows and whatnot. So um, the Jane and John Doe in this case uh, were reportedly 14 and 7 at the time. Well, they're now 22 and 15. And they, uh, you know, claim that they've had lingering emotional and psychological duress from performing in these skits, which um, basically, I mean, it's, it's uncomfortable to say it's in such bad taste, but basically Tiffany Haddish is, is playing the mom of these kids, and Ari, Ari is uh, pretending to be a pedophile, and they're making, like, joking comments, you know, about the kids in this video um, and basically sexualizing them in the video um, verbally. So um, when, when and there's, there's um, video of this out there, I refuse to watch, but um, it's very upsetting and alarming 
that something like this would even have gotten past the <laughs> the sounding board, the writing table. And uh, when his first question, um, Haddish was saying, oh, this outlandish claim and this and that. Now she's saying, oh, I deeply regret the choice of, of doing this skit at the time. Roughly, Haddish was in her 20s or maybe early 30s, you know, old enough to know better. Not an excuse. Like, we all make mistakes, okay? But, you know, you're doing a skit with a child in their underwear and making some jokes, you know, inappropriate jokes. It's not funny. And she released a statement saying, oh, she realizes it wasn't funny. It's not funny at all. So, well, and we also need to be holding accountable. Uh, the network that ran this show, the producers, the writers. Um, but, you know, if these people hadn't, hadn't sued, um, would, uh, would Tiffany and Ari even be acknowledging that it happened? And, uh, and it's not really saying they're sorry. And you can't say, oh, gee, I didn't mean, oh, you, you know, you're, you're cognitive grown adults. Um, the topic of sexual assault, um, molestation, uh, it, it's not funny. It's not material um, for jokes. It, it, it's uh, for anyone who's been you know, sexually assaulted or maybe almost, which can be as traumatic in some ways, or is a friend or relative, or someone who's been through these things, it's not funny. And, some, and something can be said to you, uh, or you're participating in something, even if you're not touched, but just the suggestion of that idea can linger with you for years. And it can take you a long time to get the courage to come and speak out and to be afraid that people might lash out at you. And now, now the suit says that uh, there was also some kind of sexual contact going on, but things are sealed, so we don't know all the details. And maybe that part's true, maybe not, but what is out there that we we is not up for debate is this video these videos of this sketch which is in poor taste it exploits you know children is making jest of pedophilia i don't understand how this thing was ever able to air to begin with why the network wasn't fined by the fcc why the producers and everybody that had a part in this thing airing weren't weren't held accountable legally and, and with fines, and it's never appropriate to mock somebody's pain, or or to make light um, and trivialize, you know, the possibility of someone hurting someone else and snuffing their humanity in any any kind of way. Um, and to that, um, actor Brendan Fraser, um, who is currently starring in uh, this movie called Whale, um, in which he um, 
but portrays a man of 600 pounds and just his life and, you know, challenges he goes through in character arc. Um, he was, uh, uh, the Venice Film Festival just happened over the weekend, and uh, 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 that movie showed at the Venice Film Festival to very, you know, uh, high acclaim and appraise. And uh, they gave Brendan Fraser a six-minute standing ovation. Now, you know, some of you may or may not know, but um, Brendan Fraser took a, a number of years away from um, the Hollywood scene. Of course, he rose to fame in movies like School Ties, um, and uh, The Mummy, um, and I think he did that, what was that movie? I think Joe Young, it was called. He, you know, had a ton of huge hits in the late 1990s up until like the mid-2000s. And then, you know, we didn't see him for a long time. He had some kids and, you know, was married, got divorced in 2009. But in 2018, he came out and said, that uh, the former head of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, well, of course, um, that, the Foreign Press Association is the one who um, they nominate uh, the, uh, the nominees for Golden Globes. Um, and so Frazier shared in an interview that the gentleman who's now the former head of the Foreign Press Association had sexually assaulted him and that, you know, he was blackballed for a while. And that in itself is traumatic. Um, and especially being a man, um, a society unfairly puts a lot of stigma uh, on men that if these things happen, you're just supposed to be quiet about it, suck it up and all this stuff. Like, why should you have to be quiet about someone violating you and damaging you? That, like which is so wrong um and so he he uh had uh, kind of taken a break um from acting and this i've been doing a film slowly over the few years but you know he said look it took me years to deal with the trauma and and then uh, healing from what happened and it takes a lot of courage to come out and say that this happened to you, especially when you're dealing with the Hollywood machine and and everything. And so uh, he said it affected him for many, many years. Um, and it's really just exciting to see him back. Um, and it was just, uh, it's trending on social media. You, uh, you know, you can see it on TikTok and whatnot. It was just so lovely. They gave him a six-minute standing ovation for his performance and just also, you know, welcoming him back. And when you've had a real trauma, it can take you a long time to rebound. It can affect your communication, your self-esteem, all these things. And, and how one can make light and jokes of, of you know, doing uh, wrong things to children. It's uh, beyond bad taste or oopsie. Oh, I just didn't think. No, you, kn you know what you did. You're you're intelligent. You have a cognizant mind. You're you're writing a skit, uh, make uh, you know making light of of children being oogled by an adult. 
that that's not acceptable uh, in any way. And I think that there needs to be accountability for that. Now, whether or not anything physical happened, well, that's so to say, you know, evidence has to be shown in this and that. But what, like I said, what we can't get away from and sweep under the rug is that there is video of, the, uh, of this skit out there, which is, it, that's proof right there. It, it's beyond just being tacky. It's, it's irresponsible. It's... It's reckless, especially if you have children yourself, but even if you don't, who, who, who finds it funny to, to hurt a child? You know, I don't. So, um, you know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see um, what way this moves, but this definitely, I feel, is going to severely affect Tiffany Haddish's brand and you know we just have to think with the choices that we make especially in the social media age um but i mean for me there's some things where i don't you don't even have to think about it in my mind uh I, i'm like it's that's just a, a given you just you just don't do those things uh, you know it just is really disheartening at this this stage that we still have to remind people that of what's right and wrong and uh, to, to teach each other to you know treat each other with respect um you know and and to be respectful of of victims as well you know that's that's also um a very important uh so uh, it's, it's just uh, kind of takes your, takes your breath away that uh, people would, would choose to do these kinds of things, you know? Uh, how we treat each other is important, you know? Lifting each other up is important. Uh, and uh, on that note, um, we have an awesome guest coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. Um, it's, Ava Della Pietra. Uh, she is a 17-year-old musical phenom. Uh, this beautiful young lady, uh, she uh, plays the piano, ukulele, guitar, so many instruments. She's written over a hundred songs and, and starred in uh, many Broadway productions. So uh, we're gonna uh, uh, be discussing uh, some of her new songs, Optimist, Depend on Me. Um, we're going to uh, play some of her songs before our interview and get an inside look into what it's like to star on Broadway and tour all around the country. Uh, so then when we uh, come back, we're going to talk about a little bit of the history uh, of Broadway. We hear some of those terms, Broadway, off-Broadway. Well, what, what makes Broadway Broadway, right? Well, we're going to uh, go into that when we come back. Uh, uh, now we're going to bring you some of Ava's great, empowering, and uplifting music. And we'll be right back after this. alone and I'm on my 
every day like the first day Still get butterflies, oh yeah Middle of the night, we all the way Baby, baby Ain't no looking around in first place So I love him even more in his worst day He's always there for me And I don't know why he don't ever give up Go beyond and above, yeah But every time he does, I'm right back at I keep some falling in constitutes a play as being on Broadway. So you might not know, but Broadway or the Broadway theater are the theatrical performances presented in the 41 professional theaters, each with 500 or more seats located in the theater district and at the Lincoln Center along Broadway in Midtown Manhattan, New York City. So Broadway and London's West End together represent the highest commercial level of live theater in the English-speaking world. So, you know, if, if you are a, a theater aficionado, a actress, creative producer, you know, making it is getting uh, your play on Broadway or the West End in London. Now, while the uh, thoroughfare is synonymous with the theater district is collected 
of 41 theaters. It is also closely identified with Times Square as well because three of the theaters are located on Broadway itself, uh, the Broadway Theater, the Palace Theater, and the Winter Garden Theater. But the rest are located on the numbered cross streets extending from the Niederlander Theater, one block south of Times Square on West 42nd Street. Of course, you remember the famous Broadway play, 42nd Street, uh, and uh, it extends along either side of Broadway to 53rd Street, as well as the Vivian Beaumont Theater at Lincoln Center uh, on West 65th Street. Of course, uh, the Lincoln Center is also uh, the epicenter in New York City for performing arts, uh, for classical music, the symphony, with the New York Opera and Ballet, of course, Pavarotti uh, performed at Lincoln Center um, many, many times. Now, the term Broadway theater is generally reserved for venues with a seating capacity of less than 500 people uh smaller theaters in new york are referred to as off-broadway regardless of the location well a very small venue with fewer than 100 seats are called off off-broadway a term that can also be applied to non-commercial or what they call avant-garde theater or productions that are held outside of the traditional theater venues so the theater district is popular tourist attraction in New York City, of course, uh, and many restaurants uh, have thrived over the years um, being adjacent to the theaters in, in the theater district, like Sardi's, uh, you know, many uh, deals and networking uh, has been made at, at some of these famous restaurants. Uh, now, so uh, it's very interesting because I never uh, really you would hear off Broadway, off off Broadway, you know, in independent theater. Uh, so it was really interesting to learn that it all uh, falls on the venue capacity and where they are located in a relation to Broadway. Now, of course, most of the Broadway shows initially were musicals. <coughs> Rodgers and Hammerstein were, uh, became enormously influential with uh, American pop culture and the theater uh, with several of their musicals. And over the years, of course, um, Broadway has evolved. And, uh, to having one-man plays and dramas. Uh, but initially, uh, when uh, Broadway first uh, came about, um, all the theaters were showing productions of Shakespeare or, or musicals. Uh, so, of course, now also, it's interesting that before, you know, years ago, there used to be very much a division between theater actors and TV actors 
<coughs> and film, and they really didn't cross mingle. Uh, so, you know, if you were a TV actor, like theater actors would say, oh, you're not classically trained, and it was all like this kind of poo-poo. Uh, but now it's, it's nice because you have a lot of movie stars, Viola Davis or Denzel Washington, who of course started out in theater uh, with the original production of A Soldier Story before moving to TV. But you have many TV and film actors, like Courtney, excuse me, Courtney Vance, um, uh, Vanessa Williams, who of course uh, rose the fame and segued from beauty queen and an R&B pop superstar to actress initially when she played in The Kiss of the Spider Woman. And that got such rave reviews that then she got a lot of TV roles, like um, her role in Ugly Betty with America Fear and many other roles. Uh, so uh, then you have other actors, um, you know, who have been on TV, movies, and theater. And of course, uh, there's a, a different technique that you have to master for each genre. And of course, with theater, it's live. If you make a mistake or you flub, it's right there. There's no edit, pause, rewind. So it's it takes a certain set of skills um, and just kind of being on your feet, so to speak. Um, and just uh, having off of that actor on stage in lifetime, as opposed to when you're filming, of course you can stop, go edit, you know, and, and change things up a little bit. And now there's so much variety uh, in, in theater. There's children's theater on Broadway, and all the great musicals I think are really a good way to uh, introduce children teenagers to the arts uh, there's so uh, so many great musicals and plays that really can resonate with all ages and it's also a way to inspire your kids and, and your teenagers to be creative in their own way find their own niche you know there's costume design set design uh, stage production um, uh, lighting so many moving parts that go into theater uh, and production and most of all it's it's a way to express ourselves and find ourselves not only for the people putting on the play but but the watching of the play I, I really the thing I love about theater is it's like when you go to a concert there's just that natural energy and emotional exchange between the actors and the audience and feeding off of one each other and each performance so they might be performing the same material every night it's a little different uh, so uh, make sure if you know you are in New York that you support uh, Broadway and the theaters and historic buildings and you know it's it's really important to expose our kids to the arts in the theater, uh, the way to express ourselves, um, channel our emotions, to dream, to, to be creative. Uh, so 
You know, I was blessed that uh, my parents just ex exposed us to the theater at a very young age. But I'm so excited. After our break, we're going to uh, get to talk to Ava. And she's going to give us all the inside of what it's like acting and traveling in a Broadway show, as well as her her singing and songwriting as she's a billboard charting artist so accomplished at the young age of 17 uh, very inspiring with all that she's accomplished and all of her many talents uh, so we're going to take out another musical break and when we come back uh, we'll uh, uh, be joined by Ava Della so keep it locked uh, into style and empowerment chat with Laura and friends and we'll be right back after this stop looking at me like we finished it ain't no stopping when we winning can't get around it no pretending rock them up stack them up be with you in a minute now best believe me i'm a kitty all that i've been through can't forget it classic man from beginning but i go hard like a mother don't get it twisted now keep on keeping on Keeping on, gotta keep it on. Keep on, oh, keeping on, keeping on. Ooh yeah. Can't nobody take my cry. Can't nobody hold me down. Oh no, oh no. Gotta keep it moving. Nothing to it but to do it now. Why would I wanna waste my time? Why would I wanna slow it down? Oh no, oh no, Yeah we gotta keep it moving. Nothing to it but to do it now. Them jokers thinking that we sleeping. I leave them guessing, make believing. But while they at it, we gon' go high. We'll see who's laughing when I fly by. Every rain, we gon' get there. Deep vein, all the same, I ain't never scared. Still marching forward like a soldier. We in the finals, watching man cross over. Keep on, keeping on, keeping on. Keep on, keeping on. Keeping on, oh, we gotta keep on. Can't nobody take my pride. Can't nobody hold, Can't me, nobody down. hold me down. Oh no, oh, no. Gotta keep it moving, nothing to it but to do it now. Why would I wanna waste my time? Why would I wanna slow it down? Oh no, oh no, oh, no. Yeah, we gotta keep it moving, nothing to it but to do it now. Nothing to it but to do it now. Keep on, 
moving, nothing to it but to do it now. Hit a lick and I wish my homies wouldn't have to suffer when the streets get the upper hand on us and we lose a brother and I wish I could go deep in the zone and lift the spirits of the world with the words within the song and I wish I could teach a soul to fly take away the pain out your hands and help you hold them high and I wish my homie Butch was still alive and on the day of his death we had never took that ride and I wish that God could protect us from the wrong so that all the soldiers that were sent overseas come home and uh we will never break though they devastate we shall motivate and we gotta pray all we gotta spake instead of thinking about who gonna die today the Lord is gonna help you feel better so you ain't gotta cry today sit that the light so long and then we gotta move straight forward cause we fight so strong so when right go wrong just say a little prayer get your money man like goes Lord, on I'm hopeful. yes I am hopeful for today take this music and use it let it take you away and be hopeful hopeful and he'll make a way I know it ain't easy but that's okay cause we hopeful I wish that you could show some love instead of hating so much when you see some other people coming up I wish I could teach the world a scene write some music and have them tripping off the joy I bring I wish that we can hold hands listen instead of dissing lessons from a grown man and I wish the families that lack but got love get some stacks brand new shack in the lack that's on dubs and I wish we could keep achieving wonders see the vision of the world through the eyes of Stevie Wonder you feel me and I hope all the kids eat and don't nobody in my family see six feet you did I hope the mother stands strong you can make it whether you with them or your man's gone and I wish I could give every Sally some conversary and a popo bring the heat on a piece like that did I Kelly and I wish that DOC could scream again and bullets could reverse and pocket biggie breathe again Then one day they can speak again I wish that we only saw good news every time we look at CNN I wish we could never get the blues Wish I could bring back the people that died at E2 I wish that we could walk the path, stay doing the right thing Hustle hard so the kids maintain up in the game Let's go. yes I am hopeful for today Take this music and use it Let it take you away And be hopeful, hopeful And he'll make a way I know it ain't easy but That's okay, cause we hope. We wasn't so apocalyptic. I try to spread my message to the world the best way that I can give it. We can make it always be optimistic. If you don't listen, gotta live my life the best way that I can live it. I pray for justice when we go to court. Wish it was all good so the country never even went to war. Why can't we kick it and just get a moan? And in the famous words of Mr. King, why can't we all just get along? Hope we can find a better way to shop and peace and I. Hope we find a better way to cop a keys and I. Wish everybody would just stop and freeze and ask, why are we fulfilling these downfalls and these prophecies? You can be wrong if it's You doubting with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. And only the heavenly father can ease the hurt. Just let it go and keep praying on your knees. Oh, yes, I am hopeful for today. Take this music and use it. Let it take you away and be hopeful, hopeful. And he'll make a way. I know it ain't easy, but that's okay. Go be hopeful. Yes, I am hopeful for today. Away, and be hopeful, hopeful, and he'll 
hope y'all ready, ladies. Let's go. I'ma break it in. And I'ma take my time with it to make it last real long. We've been down a while, you make it feel like home. Up early in the morning when you cook. A part of grits pick is how you look. And you know just what it is. Girl, come over here. Something to lay you on We gon' do it like the rich people do And I'm okay to bring it home to you chat with Laura and Friends Radio. So um, we are all about empowerment and uplifting and so, so excited uh, to welcome to the show a teenage musical phenom, uh, Ava uh, Della, P- uh, P- I'm sorry, Piatra, did I say it right? Piatra, Chuck. <laughs> You know, I have I have a splash of Sicilian in me, so I should know. 
So Ava wears so many hats, so exciting. I don't even know where to begin. So in your career, uh, you have written over a hundred songs. That's so amazing. So now you play many instruments, uh, piano, guitar. So when did you first discover your love of music and singing and instruments? Well, that's so exciting. Now, first, just let's t stop and talk about that. Okay, so you're 10 years old, and you decide, hey, I want to star on Broadway. So that must have, just the audition process must have been very daunting. Like, what's the process in uh, preparing for a uh, interview, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, an audition of that magnitude? And right, and it must be a, a fun, and, and but also you know you're competitive. You want to get the part, so you have all all those kids there, and they're all uh, g going for the same part. So what's that like? Like how do you kind of stay in your in your zone and not get tripped out by the other people or distracted? Mm. Um, but I mean, we're all cheering each other on in the end, even though we are all competing for the same role. Um, it can be a little intimidating, especially for an open call, because there's just like, so many people there watching for the same role. Mm. on an important part you know um, it is really important that people running these productions or if we're talking TV or movie or theater remember that you, you are children and, and within that you know you need you need rest you need a different like mental preparation than an adult having time to play and like well what would you say you know I advise other aspiring child actors, specifically in theater, you know, to, because you're balancing really the adult world and the child world at the same time. And so what advice would you give to the aspiring child actor of how to balance the two um, in their professional career?
so true. And, you know, especially when you're talking about the arts, everything is really subjective. You can give your best performance and be great, but maybe the director wants somebody with shorter hair or, you know, just something, something different. So having that positive attitude is really very important. say um, when you, you're doing your passion and things that you love that it, it never feels like work yeah. <laughs> right uh, but also so when you're in a touring play um, and of course Les Mis is one of the most uh, respected big musicals that there is so many amazing songs so what does the rehearsal uh, schedule look like and when you're on the road and traveling from the inside view what, what's that like when you're on a national tour Wow. So, a lot of travel. And, um, yeah, I got really good at packing my bags really quickly, which I've maintained to this day. I'm very good at packing. <laughs> 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 now, um, when you're in these other cities, do you, would you ever have time where you could actually um, enjoy where you're at? Or, would, or was it just, okay, pile off the bus, go to the hotel room, make your call time, get dressed, do the performance, and go? production provide the tutors or is that something that your parents have to do themselves? Um, Joe does provide a tutor huh. which is very helpful um, and yeah we just all this all the kids just kind of come together in one room until we're in the show <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> doing your arithmetic in the wings. Yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So now you also were part of the touring production of the School of Rock Oh, okay. Right, and and it must make it easier to have work-life balance uh, when you're you're rooted in a specific area for a period of time. Right. Now, you know, some of our listeners may or may not know that usually with uh, theater productions, you'll have two shows per day, um, usually what, like six days a week? 
um, or five days a week. So what are, were, are some of your best practices when, because sometimes you might actually have to perform both shows in a day or maybe just one and an understudy does the other. Uh, so what is your best practices of kind of keeping your mind and your body right in between and, and you know, resting but staying focused and keeping your voice and everything all right when you're actually in those uh, two-day, uh, twice-a-day performances? Wow. So I, I, yeah, I understudied six roles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. And um, I went on whenever somebody was sick or on vacation. Um, so there were eight shows every week. Um, I didn't perform in all of them, but I definitely had opportunities when somebody was on vacation for mm. or two where I would perform every show, right? Um, so one difficulty is kind of trying to make it seem like every show is fresh, right? Right. Like Do you sometimes stay, do you prefer method acting? Like some, I know some actors stay in character the whole time or others do sensory recall. Like what's your, your preferred um, technique? supportive and amazing parents uh, so can you just uh, talk a bit about like that time when you first said hey mom I want to uh, learn an instrument now I want to learn five instruments I want to I want to write I want to pursue this as a profession um, what was that a conversation like with your parents and just in action so other listeners who maybe have a child who wants to pursue the arts um, how, how they were in the wing, you know, helping you along the way.
<laughs> right? And then also it's important, especially when you're uh, talking about young actors, it's the business end of it, you know, making sure that parents are advocating uh, that the, the kids are getting what they need on set, that, you know, the contracts address the things that are important, not only just the money, but that they're going to get what they're promised, that you have, you know, your own dressing room or an area that, you know, where you feel safe and, you, you know, you're, you have a rest. Because some of this stuff, unless it's put in the contracts, depending on the mentality of the producer, you know, they won't always have the kids' interest at heart. They'll be looking at their schedule and, and I'm like, come on, rehearse, rehearse. But you're like, yes, but I'm 12, I need a break. <laughs> you know? right. well, my, when I first got into when I um, first started auditioning, which was when I was seven, um, my mom was a little bit against me going into a professional acting um, mm. path because you know you hear all these horror stories about um, how kids didn't really have a childhood and like right. it went downhill um, being a child actress or actor. Um, so my mom was at first like very protective of that, but my dad was the one who kind of. Now, during those years, of course, you you know, you had tutors. So did you also go to uh, um, school um, in, in person um, at any point? And was it kind of hard if you were following between, you know, tutors and then in classroom, kind of feeling like you're keeping up and, and all that? What was that like? Do everything that I love um, without having to travel or being away from home. And also, I get a lot of inspiration when I'm at home and <laughs> Right. So now uh, when you uh, sit down and you say, hey, you know, do you, some songwriters actually they'll say, hey, okay, now I want to write, or, uh, you know, I'm going to work on some songs. Other artists, they're doing other things and the song just comes to them. So what's your process? Is it one or the other or a little of both? Now, Laura, you, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm tired of my brains everywhere. Ava, I'm Laura. <laughs> and I don't play the piano. <laughs> Ava, um, see, we're all human. <laughs> um, 
Are you playing the piano, the guitar, the bass, the violin, and the ukulele? I mean, first of all, I just think that you are so amazing and inspiring just for mastering all of that. Um, the hours of practice that it takes to master one of those instruments, let all of those, um, it's just such an accomplishment. So, you know, pat yourself on the back for being amazing. Um, <laughs> so when you're songwriting, because you can pull from so many different mediums, um, how do you, is there a rhyme or reason like that you decide, hey, I'm gonna, this, this song seems like it'll be good on the ukulele or this will be good on the guitar. Or, you know, like how does that kind of come to you where you uh, decide what, what instrument is gonna be the main focus of the song? It just organically your impulse is is drawn to that specific instrument. Yeah, I mean like traditionally a ballad probably piano. Mm -hmm. um, if I were upbeat song, maybe on the guitar or something. Um, but I don't know, I'm finding go to instrument when I'm songwriting is probably not out. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, it is. You think like yeah, tiki huts and Hawaii, right? <laughs> and you know, you're a very um, unique that you write lyrics and and song. And the words and the vocal arrangements, usually it's one or, or the other. Like, for instance, um, Madonna, she uh, co-writes all of her music, um, her, her long-standing writing partner, Patrick Leonard. But she really doesn't do the lyrics. You know, for those of you who don't know the lyrics, that's the music. Um, you know, so, right. Um, so, very, very, uh, just so impressive that you can do both. Um, now, you've uh, so far uh, in your career worked with some pretty heavy hitter uh, producers. So, uh, you've worked with Ed Hicks, who, of course, uh, also produced uh, Beyonce and Ed Sheeran. Uh, not small names there. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, yeah. Right? Uh, now, it must have been pretty awesome when you first got in the studio, uh, knowing how many amazing artists uh, that he, he, he's produced for, right? Right, no, definitely. <laughs> That's a good place to start, right? <laughs> amazing. Yeah. 
<laughs> so um, when you're working with a producer, obviously, like I said, you're you're uh, wonderfully unique uh, above some other artists where you already come to the table kind of with a baseline of the words and how you want it to sound and like um, at least an initial melody. Uh, as of other artists are like, hey, let's write a song about this. Okay, this sounds good. You know, now when you're actually with uh, the producer, uh, what is your process from taking basically the demo, your the raw form of the song, to them them putting in their touch and building it to be the the release single. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll look at all those like demos and um, then I'll send off like two or three to a producer I like or a producer I've already worked with. Um, and then I'll like pick which one is their favorite <laughs> or I'll pick which one's my favorite. And from there I'll go out and meet with them and they'll um, we'll start to create a production. So they usually build it in front of me and I'm able to comment and get my input along the way. Gotcha. So there's a rock that I sing, and then the producer, I'll usually leave, and the producer will build up the production even more. And once we go back and forth and solidify the production, then it goes on to the mixer, which um, who works on all the levels of mm -hmm. the song. And then after that, it goes on to the master, um, who doesn't sound good on different um, options. So then from there, it's released. So there's definitely a lot of levels to it. And Right? And you know, the producers and sound engineers are such a big part of of the music that we listen to, you know, you, you really uh, hit it on the head. There's so many steps and hands that go into a song that gets released on a label. Um, and, but even if you're just an independent artist, it, there's still, there's, there's steps and there's the, the masters, the actual legal end of it with the publishing and, and how royalties are split and the decisions that you get to make with the music and who gets to make it. Um, and the, the, one of the things that has just been great about this show, and um, you know, I used to just listen to the music and bop and like, oh, I love this song, I love this song of this. But you know, as I've had my show over these past six years, I've, uh, you have a whole different appreciation for what goes into those songs behind the scenes and that everybody plays an important part of, of creating the, the piece of work. Yeah, definitely. And um, one of the most amazing things about it is that so many people are doing it now, especially after COVID, when mm -hmm. um, all these studios kind of transitioned to being at home. Right. Um, so there's so many artists out there. And I think, you know, there were some positive things um, about uh, the shutdown 
because uh, for people who were used to doing things just one way business wise if you were going to stay afloat you had to pivot and, and and learn new ways to to keep going and also it did give you almost that forced quiet time if you're a creative you know that's a forced time where you don't you're not distracted by all the buzz of the world and i can imagine it was a a, a very creative time for you Right, right. speaking about songs so I just first of all I love all your music and I think that it's so great that all your music is so prolific and self-reflective and empowering and just sending positive messages uh, to young girls out there and also saying hey it's okay to analyze our feelings and think about our feelings like that right there is something that's very important young girls today they need role models um, and sometimes you might not have the most healthy uh, um, dynamic at home or have parents you know because if you weren't taught how to communicate and process your own emotions you're not going to have the skills to teach that to your children so you know oftentimes when we don't know how to express ourselves we turn to music and we turn to the arts and having an artist like yourself who is positive and just you know talking about self-respect and self-love and uh, esteem and knowing your self-worth is just really important especially nowadays there's just so much out there you know good but also bad things that you know can make teenagers feel insecure or that they don't measure up or self-conscious so you know I think uh, what you're doing is really important
And uh, what advice would you give, you know, well, one, for parents who are, are raising a, a teenage girl right now, um, of how to best pour into her self-esteem. And for some young girls who are listening, are gonna watch this as well, um, who are struggling with feeling okay in their own skin and finding their way, uh, you know, uh, what advice would you give? Right, 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 right. Exactly. Exactly. And when you're also positive and kind, the people gravitate towards that. Now, I'm excited to know, and you had your first time, like you auditioned and you got the play, which, I mean, that getting that call must have been like, yes, amazing. So that first time when you're standing on the Broadway stage and the house lights go up and you have that quiet right before the first line is said and the audience is there and inside you like oh my god I'm on Broadway literally I made it yes like and then the lights pull back and it's your time to speak like can you just kind of talk about what that magical moment and feeling was like Do you ever get nervous or, uh, you know, where you're like, oh, my 
like so I can imagine sometimes it's like hard to stay in your head right and not think about a million things Oh my god. Not not jarring at all. another thing that is just so amazing and inspiring Ava has performed at Madison Square Garden the Tony Awards like these aren't small small things um you you performed in front of Barbara Streisand who is one of the greatest uh vocalists directors producers of all time and the king of the Broadway uh, stage um, Andrew Lloyd Webber, well, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber, who of course is behind Phantom of the Opera and many, uh, you know, famous plays. I mean, t tell me what that was like, having Barbara Streisand's eyes on you. I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> Right, right. And of course, you know, our listeners may not know. Of course, I was raised on Streisand. So <laughs> uh, Barbara Streisand uh, starred in so many uh, famous musicals, Funny Girl, Hello, Dolly, um, before she transitioned to movies. Um, I mean, if Barbara Streisand gives you advice, that's, that's where it's at, that you live by. So now, some of my favorite songs, um, I absolutely love, the, well, first of all, you have, you have such a beautiful, beautiful voice, um, and I love Depend On Me. The message of that is just so important. It's basically like, look, whatever you go through in life, it all comes back 
to self. It all comes back to you. You have to be your own cheerleader and walk yourself through life, right? Um, and so what was uh, the inspiration and creative uh, process for that song? Okay. that too because like oftentimes I'm just always focused I'm someone who's never satisfied and always you know more goals and more goals and levels of this branch and levels of that and and I'm just always focusing on where I want to get to what my next goal is what the next the next and go 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 and I'm like you said unless I do it it's not gonna happen unless I yeah my dad used to always say you have to be a self-starter you have to steer your own ship, otherwise it's not going to happen. That you know, I don't always. I, I I'm trying to get better at this, but for a long time I wouldn't always stop and say like, "Hey, look, you accomplished that. You accomplished this. You, 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 you've done this. No one else is bringing you to these places. You know, you're the one putting in the work. Look, this is great. You know, because uh, I'm always oh, well, I want to get in then, and then if I did the blah 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 blah. So now, now I, I try to stop and uh, smell the roses a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, giving yourself credit is very important. And like you've been talking about, like self-worth and everything, and knowing that I can depend on myself. Yeah. Um, and That's right. Look, world, I'm here and I'm getting it. <laughs> but, you know, it's so true because sometimes you have to, you could get caught in stinking thinking, well, they're not supporting me and they're not this and that. But at the end of the day, you know, you're the one who has to lift yourself up. So now, one of my other favorite songs. So you know, I'm hoping you would do me do me the pleasure of playing a little bit of Optimist. Uh, I, I just absolutely love the message of this song. Hmm. There was a lot of things to be around me. There were people 
right? And energy is key to uh, to everything. Yeah, how would you mind uh, just singing a little bit of it? Or uh, whatever you'd like to play. Yeah, I'll play along my home if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And this one's on the ukulele? Yes. Okay. Whatever you'd like. Well, 
<laughs> I, I've just been such a pleasure talking to you. You are so talented and amazing. And at 17, Ava is charting on the Billboard charts. Uh, please, everybody, go out and support her. So and now if our listeners and viewers uh, want to buy your album and not just free download buy your album support the artist emphasis on buy and uh, follow you on social media where can they go Awesome. And for our listeners, that's Ava, A-V-A, Della, D-E-L-L-A, Petra, P-I-E-T-R-A. So you can go to the right Ava Della. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My last name means of the stone, Italian. So Ava of the stone. If you forget, just look up Google Translate for Italian. Oh, perfect. There you go. There you go. Well, it has been such a pleasure, Ava. Um, I wish you nothing but continued success and just excited to see your star continue to rise and just keep being amazing and inspiring all the young girls out there. So we're going to uh, take another musical break, and we're actually going to play home. Uh, we were just before the break playing Optimist and Depend on Me. So we're going to uh, break into another Ava Della Petra music break, and we'll be very back after this. Thank you so much.
Seen before.